Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of Second Chronicles 20, where we're seeing what happened to the children of Israel and how the leadership responded, how the people responded, how the Lord responded, and various things. So let's pick up the account. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 20, and up to this point in time, we've seen that there's uh, three armies that have come against the children of Israel, and the king didn't know what to do. He went before the people and he cried out to God and he reminded God of the promises that the Lord had made, particularly at the dedication of the temple with King Solomon. And so he reminds God of these things. And then the people that assembled and it said that it was their the men, their infants, their wives, their children, everybody stood there and waited. Well, while they were standing there and waiting, what are they waiting for? They're waiting for the response of the Lord. They're waiting for the word of the Lord. And then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And Jehaziel started speaking forth. And here's what he said in verse 15. We looked at this in the previous episode, but we'll pick up here and move on. Jehaziel said this by the power of the Spirit. Listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I really think this is a word for us, folks, uh, in, in the totality of our life, particularly in the difficult times. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Don't fear what you see. They see there's a great multitude that had come against them. That's what they could see. They could see these armies coming against them. Say, so don't fear this. Why? Because the battle's not yours, but God's. We, as the people of the Lord, are protected by the Most High God. The battle's not mine. The battle is the Lord's. So, verse 16, he continues on. He's speaking the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeruel. So, different translations say it in different ways. They say, you know, go up that mountain there, go up that ascent at Ziz, and go down to the end of the canyon, is what he's saying at Jeruel. Notice what he says in verse 16, the beginning of it. Tomorrow go down against them. He has just said that the battle is not theirs, but God's. Well, now he calls them to go down against them, which sounds like they must do what? Yeah, battle. But there's going to be something that happens here. But he's, he clarifies it in the next verse, verse 17. You need not fight in this battle. Let me see what it says. That word need and battle are not in the Hebrew. It says, you not fight in this. <laughs> he says, you're not going to fight. You're going to go down against them. Okay, you're going to go down against them, but you're not going to fight. He continues, verse 17. Station yourself, stand, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them. For the Lord is with you. <laughs> I tell you, this right here gives us so many principles, so many things to remember. And it gives us the way to live, folks. It gives us the way to stand as believers. You see the same idea over in uh, Ephesians. 
or Paul, we've mentioned this several times, where he tells us to stand and to stand and to stand firm. And having done all to stand, to stand. Well, what are we standing in? That's that's the thing. We are standing in the Most High God. We are standing in our trust and our faith in Him. And He tells them point blank here in verse 17. You need not fight in this battle. You're not going to fight. You station yourselves. So I want you to go tomorrow. I want you to get up. I want you to go. And He tells them exactly where to go. He said, the fight is not yours. The battle is not yours. But you go and station yourself. You go stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Too often, folks, we do not stand. Too often, we do not grant God time to bring forth his salvation. We think we have to do something. And too often, we sort of sanitize it and say, well, this is what so-and-so says, and this is what this is about. So we need to do this. We need to do this. I'll tell you the truth. Right now, I see far more people standing in what they're hearing from the CDC than from what they're hearing from the Most High God. I see them standing firm in the salvation of political entities rather than in the salvation of the Lord. And then he ends, the Lord ends what he says with how he began. Remember, he declared, do not fear. He ends it the same way. He says, do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go out to face them for the Lord is with you. So he tells him at the beginning, hey, don't worry about this. The battle's not yours, but it's God. Now he's telling them to go out and to station themselves and to stand, to see the salvation, but not to fret because they're not going to fight. All you have to do is station yourself and stand. You know, that's really the question for us folks. Are we really stationed in the Lord? What does station mean? To go and take a position. Are we really positioned in the Lord? Many, many profess to be, but when it comes down, when it hits the fan, folks, you see them fleeing and they go the ways of the world. They are not stationed in the Lord. They're not stationed in the trust of the Lord. They're not stationed in the power of the Lord. They're stationed in what they see, what they really stationed. Do you, do you know how many people are stationed in fear and anxiety? And I'm talking about people that uh, uh, people will look at and say, oh, man, they're powerful. They're, they're strong believers. They're, they're a strong brother. And they're consumed with fear. They are not stationed in faith. They're stationed in fear. He tells them, you go station yourself. You station yourself in me. And you stand. And you see. And you watch the salvation of the Lord. Why is it? Because, folks, the Lord is with us. Don't ever forget that. The Lord is with us. So one last verse for the day, verse 18. What was the response of the king, you think? What was the response of the people? Tell you what, folks, I know too many kings, <laughs> too many kings that if such a word had come forth from someone who wasn't them, then they would be upset. They would be put out. Their role, their functioning, their calling would be threatened. Many, many, many in these kingly positions are so insecure because their security is not in the Lord. They are not stationed in the Lord. They're not grounded in the Lord. They don't know the word of the Lord. But watch what this king did. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah 
and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The king bowed his head with his face toward the ground. <coughs> he may have been standing erect and bowed his head like we do as the tradition in our society. May have done that. I highly doubt it. I suspect he he, he hit his knees. He bowed all the way down. Notice how he bowed his head with his face to the ground. And he probably put his face all the way to the ground. When he did that, what did Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem did? They fell down before the Lord. That's one reason I'm thinking that he actually did it too. And they worshiped the Lord. When the king did this, the people did this. Tell you what, that's a big problem that I've experienced in just about every church situation I've been in. The leadership want people to worship. They want this, they want that. But they refuse to lead in it. They refuse to lead in it. You see some serious arrogance and hubris in relationship to that. I actually have to work with praise teams related to that because they question, well, you know, we're trying to lead worship. We're trying to do this, but we look over here and we see this kind of stuff going on to which we just go, yeah, we know. You just ignore that. Just ignore it. And you worship and you do what you're supposed to. But know this, if you bow before the Lord, others will see and others will follow. Let us be like King Jehoshaphat, okay? Putting our faith, putting our trust in the word of the Lord. Wait till you see what happens with all this, folks. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.